Guys, how's it going? Hey, hey, can you hear us? <clears throat> yeah, loud and clear. Awesome. Nice. Thanks for joining me tonight. We got the statues on the line. Can you guys just introduce yourselves real quick for anyone that hasn't heard of you? Yeah, uh, my name is Lyrical Liaison of Statues. And I'm Jay Aki, and we're both from Minneapolis. All right, so um, you guys are actually in the studio right now recording some new music? We are. We actually just dragged the condenser mic out so we can record this. <laughs> So is this uh, do you, have you already made a lot of songs since Valley Days, or is this uh, a, the follow up to that album? We've started writing a lot of stuff and going through beats. Um, so this is our our first actual recording session since the album. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the album's been out for a little bit, uh, not too long, but um, is it a relief to have it out and? Uh, Looking back on it now, is there anything you would change about it or like anything that's that's uh, your favorite on it so far? Um, honestly, no, there's 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 nothing that I would change. I mean, usually me and Jay go into go in with a plan and then we we do the best that we can to bring that plan to fruition. Um, man, as far as as far as favorite songs go, um, I think the one I would say that me and Jay are most excited about was the one we we did with Bizarre. Um, you know, oh yeah, yeah. The one, the fact that uh, you know, Bizarre agreed to do it was exciting enough, and um, that ended up actually being the the most played song from the album. Yeah. Now, if you ask me, I, I I would say I would have preferred to take like another two weeks because. Oh really? I'm I'm a perfectionist, and and there's definitely a couple tracks in the album that we added late in the process that I feel like I could have given a little more attention to, but. I'm always going to feel like that. It's just how I am. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of artists are the same way, but we've been getting nothing but but positive responses from the album. So we're happy with it. So before we get too much into the new album, I want to take people back a little bit. You guys have known each other for a long time, it looks like. Yeah, too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we actually met. We actually met in middle school. And, you know, we're we're in our we're 30 years old now, so it's been a long time which reminds me someone messaged me the other day from olsen i don't even remember who the, i think it was hakeem uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow so um it, you guys were rapping for over 15 years before putting out your first project together is that yeah. right yeah we actually me and jay we, we met in middle school we actually met uh from rap battling um because you know <laughs> back in the day you used to have rap battles in the lunchroom and then some kid introduced me to Jay and was like, hey, do you think you think you guys can, you know, can you battle together? We're like, yeah. And, um, and that's, that's how we met. And that's how we, uh, you know, that's how we continue this journey for music is we started, we started rap battling random people in the lunchroom. <laughs> and then we started, started making music from there. And, you know, it's been a long journey. Are you guys still into battling? Like, have you entered any contests or anything since then? God, no, I haven't freestyled really since middle school. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I haven't either. Um, it was just something we did for fun. But now with, you know, we just, we sit down and we we sit down with a pen and pad and write all of our stuff out now. But I think really that was the point where, like, we were just so wet behind the ear as rappers that we were still kind of finding ourselves through the pen. Yeah. So freestyle, it was just like our natural way in the door. Yeah. So um, 
why'd you guys wait so long to to start making music and putting it out um yeah jay jay was always consistent with making the music um after i graduated high school i went into the military and um so i left to go and do that and uh you know, me and Jay kept in contact for a long time, but you know, life, life shit gets busy. We're doing our own thing. And I didn't, for a while, I didn't do any type of writing or recording. I didn't do anything music related. And, um, in the middle of, it was the summer of 2020. Um, Jay hit me up and he was like, Hey man, he's like, I got this song. Um, you know, can you do something to it? And I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to do with this, man. I haven't written anything. And at this point it was about eight years. And, um, and Jay was like, well, you know, I trust you just, you know, write what you can and then come over when you got time. And, um, so I started, sat down with a pen and paper and wrote it out and went to his house that later that weekend and, and, uh, you know, recorded the song. And when the song was released on his EP that he released at the time, it actually ended up being one of the most songs, uh, the song that was played most on the album. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw one of you guys had, um, some solo stuff before the, the group. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of solo stuff. Yep. Was that Quasar, the album? Yeah, I put out an EP called Quasar, and then I did um, just a short little instrumental EP as well. Yeah. So you guys both produce and rap? So, well, Jay, um, we work with multiple producers as far as, like, uh, the music goes, but um, Jay does all the engineering and mixing and editing in the studio, so. But I do depend on Mike's ear to let me know when something sounds good or not, because otherwise I get lost in the mix. We funny thing about that, I was I was just doing that earlier, just before we got on the phone with you. So it was like Jay, that shit don't sound right. <laughs> so, is there a certain studio you guys prefer to record at? Like, is it a one that you have to go rent time at, or or one that you have yourselves? It's actually one that I run out of my mom's basement. In fact, you know, I try to keep oh, perfect. it as low as possible. So, <laughs> yeah, good, good. So, um, so have you guys performed a lot together since getting together in the last few years and putting out music? Um, at, when we were in high school, we we did uh, we did some performances. We did stuff at like First Avenue, and um, I'm trying to think what was another one too. Uh, what was that theater of West Broadway? Capri. Capri Theater. Yeah, we did Love one the there. Um, we used to frequent Fifth Element back in the day when yep. that was still open. Yeah, Rhyme Sayers had a, a shop called Fifth Element in Minneapolis. They used to do open mic night. We used to go there. Oh wow! But um, but now so were they there all the time? Yeah. Well, Fifth. Well, they're not open right now. But years ago, Rhyme Sayers had this shop where you could buy like vinyl and CDs and things like that. And I think like once a month or twice a month, they'd have an open mic night where you can. You know, just go in there and perform songs that you recorded. So we used to, we used to freak with that. Yeah, they did the open mic, and then the other event you're thinking of was the last of the record buyers, which was like um, open mic for producers. So cats would come up there and be able to play their beats and stuff. So yep, it was. A so great... you guys are right in Minneapolis, right in the city. Yep, right yep. in the city. Yep, our studio's out in North Minneapolis. Hmm. So, um, which one of you knows Bronson? Um, I do. <laughs> I, right. I, I know Bronson, um, cause well, my, on the weekend on Saturday nights, I worked the hogs breath bar in St. Paul and, um, I've actually known Bronson for quite a while cause he's a regular there at the bar. And then he actually, um, told me about you. And then that's when I, he gave me your email and I started talking and connecting with you. And that's when I started discovering, uh, you know, uh, the show, the radio show that you do in this podcast that we're doing now. So, but, nice. um, yeah, shout out to Bronson. Thanks for, uh, Thanks for hooking us up. 
Thanks, brother. Yeah, um, he actually, well, it's a funny story. I, I won't get into the whole thing now, but he came out to New Hampshire for a summer and worked. That's how I met him. Yeah. So we were working together for a while. And uh, you'll have to ask him about that. It was a pretty miserable experience, but um, <laughs> I still feel bad for him for that. But he's a good guy. So it, it worked out, you know, that I got to meet him. No, yeah. Um, he's a good dude. So this is kind of weird. I, I was looking up um, Minneapolis rappers. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but George Floyd actually popped up. As a rapper? Yeah, yes. had you guys ever heard that? Um, I I I thought I, for some reason I thought he had connections with some of some Houston rappers down south, but um, I wasn't too familiar with George Floyd being an artist from here. Yeah, if you Google uh, Minneapolis rappers, he's he's like one of the the top people on the list. But oh wow, um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so besides everyone in Rhyme Sayers, is there anyone like growing up you guys were listening to? That was like a local legend that maybe you didn't get the recognition yes. or props you feel like they deserve. Yes, I'm so glad you asked that. In fact, because we actually just lost one of the local legends. In my eyes, you know, I remember when we would go to the Cub Foods on Broadway. There was um, an artist named Unknown, and he would be out there handing out his CDs. You know, burned with the marker on it, and and it left an impression on me real early. I'm like, wow, you know, like you don't have to be signed. You don't have to be on the radio. You can still be out here making great music and getting it to the people directly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, the funny thing about that, too, is another um, Twin Cities artist that I grew up listening to quite a bit was actually an artist named Liquid Assassin, who we actually were able to get on the Valley Days album. Um, yeah, his name sounds familiar. Yeah, Liquid. He, he's a very talented uh, artist. He was signed with, uh, I believe, he was signed with Strange Music for a time being, like Tech Nine and them. Okay. Um, so he's. I don't. I don't believe he lives here now, but um, I still talk to him every now and then. But <coughs> I reached out to him. A very nice guy. I reached out to him uh, with the song, and um, man, he had the song written and sent back the same day. And uh, what he sent back was uh, blew our mind. It's actually that's one of my favorite songs from the album too. Is the one he did for us, but. Um, Liquid was another artist that I grew up listening to in like middle school and high school and, and you know stuff like that. I ain't gonna lie, Liquid saved that song. I didn't like the song until we got his first back. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the funny thing. Like I came up, I came up with the idea of that song. I I uh, I, I picked out the beat, and Jay, Jay didn't have a lot of uh, he didn't love it, have a lot of faith in it. I'm like, uh, trust me. I'm like, get, let's work on it. Let's give it time. Um, and I and I think uh, adding Liquid uh, to the song um, saved it, in my opinion. You know, but yeah. uh, it's a great song. We we dig it. <clears throat> so, is there any like um, local classics that you guys can think of, whether it's a song or an album that only people from that area would know about? Uh, as far as artists goes, or just or just anything like songs or albums, it, like no matter who the artist <laughs> is, like even if it's like an old Rhyme Sayers unknown album. Man, you know what? I I think the the first as far as Rhyme Sayers goes, I think the first album I bought was uh brother ali's album the undisputed truth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually here's here's the funny thing about that um because i grew up over on 32nd and fremont in north minneapolis um not a lot of people know this story is that um one block over there was these apartment complexes and brother ali lived in there oh um, shit i used to see my brothers used to see him and his son <laughs> walk up to the enl corner store all the time and um i had at the time i had no idea he was a rapper 
And we used to just see him walk to the store, walk around the neighborhood and things like that. And um, some years go by, me and my brother were watching MTV. And the song Uncle Sam Goddamn is on MTV. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? That's our fucking neighbor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's our fucking neighbor. I'm like, I had no idea at, at the time. I had no idea. Uh, uh, he, he was an artist and he made music. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, that was that's actually that's actually pretty cool. So, so did you ever end up talking to him at all? I never got a chance to talk to him. I think my brother talked to him a couple of times in passing, um, but that's about it. I'd love to talk to him now. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I didn't think of this. It popped in my head when you're mentioning the freestyling, like in in middle school. Do you think rhyme sayers and like um <clears throat> and um slug being like really into the rap battles early on? Do you think that had a big impact on like the the young kids coming up there wanting to freestyle and stuff? Um, that when we were when, around our time, our time, like I'm saying, we're old and shit. <laughs> um, but we used to have like uh hip hop. Uh, battles around the city they even used to do them outside the fifth element shop um mm-hmm. they used to do them outside the the capri theater um and stuff like that but that, i feel like rap Honestly, battles anywhere like hell growing up i lived on 44th and aldrich and we would put a boom box in the window and sit out on the porch all day long smoking drinking not not me at that age but you know my older cousins and them come on and now. we'd be freestyling <laughs> and rapping <laughs> nice. just the way to pass time really yeah so is there any shows like radio shows or mix shows you guys grew up listening to out there i know i think peter parker is mm. is on the radio out there isn't he yeah i think i think peter's still around yeah uh, he's actually a boston b96 uh, back in the day mm-hmm. that was yeah Yep. Is is there a DJ or like a show that first played your music that you know of? Like, do, is there a time when you remember it first being on the air? Um, I think I think the first time we got one of our songs on the air, I have a younger brother who was a uh, uh, radio jockey up in Bemidji, <clears throat> Soda, and uh, kind of nice about having a brother who's a disc jockey is that I can kind of send him my music. Like, hey man, you mind doing me a favor and playing this? <laughs> right. Um. So we made a couple of like uh, radio edits, and um, and he played them up there. So uh, up there, uh, some of our music was floating around. Um, we were able to uh, get our songs played like around like some of the bars and clubs with some of the DJs and stuff like that. But um, um, it's a hard climb, man, because right now me and Jay we're doing all the networking ourselves. Like we don't really have anybody else we can rely on as far as like handing our music out. We're doing everything ourselves, so we're putting together merch items. Um, you know. We're, we're doing all this shit ourselves and it's and it's hard man because you know we're, we're making music we're writing music we're doing merch we're you know yeah. de- dealing with life shit and but um you know we're doing the best we can and we're doing it yeah i mean a lot of a lot of people i get music from these days for for the mix show they actually um do it through a publicist like there's a lot of people um you know that i can recommend to people that just you know people pay them to to promote a song or a video or an album and it just goes out to hundreds of DJs. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe that's something to think about, but so you guys put out your first EP together in December, 2022, which really wasn't that long ago. Yep. Um, and then not long after you had the, uh, your first full length in April, 2022, which was dirty diamonds. Or no, set in stone, dirty diamonds. Yep. 
Um, and this was all produced by you guys mostly. Um, as far as production goes on that, uh, mixing and mastering, yeah, we do all our own mixing and mastering. Um, we purchased the beats, and I actually did make one of the beats on there myself. The first track, Hey Now. Oh, okay. Uh, who were some of the uh, producers you worked with on that one? I didn't, I didn't see the names anywhere. Um, the actually, we we went with uh one. Well, the the people who we go through is a group called Hitmakers. I believe it's multiple producers. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. we did all of Hitmakers instrumentals on on um Set in Stone. I think we did all of Hitmakers too on uh on the Lotus EP. But when we when we approached Valley Days, we wanted to kind of c- bring a different sound, bring different varieties. Um, to that album. So there's a couple, there's a few songs on there that were from Hitmakers, and a few other ones were from some other producers that we found through like Beat Stars and, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, for Valley Days, what would you say is the fan favorite so far? Um, Definitely the bank job. Uh, the, the, bank, <laughs> the bank job is up there with Bizarre, um, Bring It Raw with Liquid Assassin, um, and Underpaid. Valley Days, I've heard a lot of responses. Yeah, the on. actual song Valley Days and Underpaid. So I believe those four are probably the the ones that we get the most, uh, you know, talk about. Oh, and like this, I've I've gotten quite a few reactions from as well. Yep, yep. So you guys planning on putting any videos out for this album? Um, see, the thing is, with, with we've been talking about doing videos, but the thing is, with me and Jay, we because we work, we still work our main jobs, regular jobs. Right. Um, and it's kind of hard to find time too. So, you know, we're working, you know, I got a wife and two kids, so it's, we try to find the spare time when we can. Um, we are talking with some people to potentially do a, a music video from the Valley days album. Um, so we're hoping we can bring that to fruition. Yeah. Um, so you got, you mentioned the three guests, Eddie Kane. Well, I don't even know if you mentioned Eddie Kane, but, uh, Eddie Kane, bizarre and liquid assassin. Um, what made you guys decide to go with these three artists only? Like, was there anyone else you were thinking about having on or like um, tried to get and it didn't work out? So honestly, all love to Eddie Kane because the track that we ended up getting him on, when I heard the beat, I had initially um, envisioned putting all of the people we worked with closely in the studio, the um, my brothers and friends of my brothers that, you know, we, we really work together to try and push each other and my vision was to kind of get everybody on the track and it just didn't happen and um eddie kane came through and he heard the track and within about 15 minutes we had a verse from him so he's someone that lives nearby yeah he's another minneapolis artist yep eddie kane is is an artist that we've been uh working close with for Ever since the Valley days. Ever, ever since the Valley days. <laughs> He's another artist that uh that that we grew up with that lived in the neighborhood too. And and a funny thing about that too is that uh yeah we had that idea to put a bunch of different people on it, but obviously that didn't pan out. And uh mm-hmm. I didn't even know Eddie Kane had a verse on it until Jay just randomly texted me. He was like, "Hey, Eddie dropped a verse on that." I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> and then and then when I when I came into the studio and heard what Eddie heard what Eddie dropped on it. I was, I was like, yeah, that's it. That song needed it. <laughs> mm. So if you guys could work with anyone like on an upcoming album, who would it be like, whether it's a producer or an MC? I was going to say, are we one track budget with? wise or? <laughs> <laughs> tell, yeah, budget wise. I thought, I would see what, as far as like with, with Bizarre and guys like Liquid Assassin, um, I reached out to those guys first to, uh, you know, as far as like willing to collab with. 
they pull through with it. But as far as artists, I mean, I don't know, man. Because we just started laying the first track down for this next project, and it kind of depends on what we plan on putting on the album will kind of give us an idea of who we feel like reaching out to. Um, mm-hmm. So as far as like people right now, I can't really pinpoint. I mean, there's people I want to work with, but one a verse from Dax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who is it? Dax. That right. would go. Oh, Dax. D A X. Yeah. 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 Okay. But, but that kind of depends on um, what music fits, and you know, if me and Jay are able to, uh, you know, work with that person financially. Um, but right. you never know, man. There's there's people that, you know, that might come through. Yeah. So what does the name statues mean, and who thought of it? Um, you know, statues, we think of like an artist sitting down and working on their craft for a long time, chipping away at the same piece of stone over and over, you know, deciding, Hey, maybe I don't like that chip. Let's, let's dig a little deeper. And that's really how we approach the music. We, we sit there and we whittle that stone until the piece that we wanted to come out of it is there. And Mm. so it was really just a comparison between how we craft music as artists. So you said that um, you just started writing or you just started recording um, this new album. Do you have an idea in your head, like how many songs you want it to be or or like a release date you're trying to get it out by? Um, We, well, we just recorded the first song and um, we have like some beats and stuff picked out that we feel could be a potential use, but you know, that can always change. We do kind of have somewhat of an idea of the type of sound and style we're going to go for with this album. Um, and as far as the release date goes, I, I we can't really pinpoint it because um, I never set a release date. No, we actually answer that question. <laughs> no, we actually don't set a release date until we feel like all the music is actually ready because we don't want to set a release date and, and rush it and then not meet it and be like, well, fuck, you know, what was the point? But yeah. uh as far as what this album goes, me and Jay, we plan on taking our time and, and it all depends on, you know, how much we're able to get done. And I mean, we could have the album done six months from now. It might be a year, year and a half from now, you know, no idea. Hmm. Um, so for the last album, did you do anything to celebrate the release? Like, did you have an album release party or, or anything like that? Um, actually, no. <laughs> well, we, we, we celebrated we this. Yeah, we yeah we did this. We celebrated uh with with the set in stone and the Lotus EP. Me and Jay went to the bar that I work at, and you know we you know hung out, ate, played pool, and had some yeah. beers and things like that. Um, you know some things have changed since then. I think what I did, I shit, what I did on the album release day is I think I took the family out to eat. <laughs> I celebrated with the kids and, the wife and had a few beers and things like that. So in, um, in fact, what really pushed me to want this album to be done when it was done was knowing that Mike was bringing baby boy home and I wanted him to be able to focus on the family. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's Before you get too busy, let's sit down and let's finish mixing this shit. Let's get it out. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my son was born. My son was born in June of this year. And by the time my son came, the album was, was already done and recorded. I think we only had a couple songs left to mix and, and deal with. Um, So, yeah, we just kind of crunched those out and set the release date when we did. Um, but the, but the thing is though, is that Valley days, I think only took us about six months. Yeah. yeah. Valley days was a very quick, it, it, I think it was eight months at the most six to eight months, which is weird because set in stone took way longer than that. <clears throat> like a year and a half. I think. Well, it seems like the first three projects you guys put out have been in kind of a short time period. 
Yeah, well, actually, that we started recording Set in Stone about a year and a half prior before we dropped that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um, the Lotus EP, we actually came up with the idea for that because we got a pretty good response from Set in Stone. So we were like, damn, well, we got this little buzz going. Let's go back and, you know, and, and craft a few more and get people more. And, and that's what we did with the Lotus EP. And then we started recording for Valley Days, I believe, probably about four months or five months after the Lotus EP dropped. And um, so we had stuff written and ready to go for that. So what we do each time really is, um, well, what, what my goal is every time we get back in the studio is set a game plan and tweak it as we go so that every time we get ready to approach it, approach the record or the project, we know exactly what we're going to do. And every time we do it, the process just gets more and more refined. So that's really why we're able to turn them around as quick as we are now. Yeah. So on the, on the, uh, on the new album, it says Lotus label. What does uh, Lotus mean to you guys? Uh, the Lotus uh, is a symbol of gentleman-like qualities. Okay. So that's kind of what your logo is. Yes. Yep. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So what else are you guys uh, looking forward to before the end of 2023? Um, as far as the rest of the year goes, um, I think we're going to probably just spend most of that working on this album. I think uh, we might, because we plan on writing and, and recording a, a bunch of songs for this upcoming album. And then um, we'll probably drop a few standalone singles here and there leading up to the next album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much the plan then. I think another thing we want to do Maybe too. Get a couple performances in before yeah, the end of the year. Get some performances in. But another thing me and Jay have been focusing on uh, as of lately is merch items. Um, mm-hmm. Coming up with different merch items. Like we made some uh, some lighters. We had some custom-made uh, statues lighters. Uh, we're trying to make uh, things like wallets, um, some like stocking caps, clothing, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So um, in between recording and writing and making this album, we're also going to be focused on doing our own merch as well. Are any of your albums on CD or are any hard copies available in any way? Um, as of right now, no. Um, but they, all the songs and albums that we've done are all available on all streaming platforms. So like Deezer, uh, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. Any, any streaming service that's available. Um, you can find the stuff right on there. Um, we were talking about maybe, uh, potentially making like some vinyl, mm-hmm. um, have some vinyl stuff available maybe some CDs that we can hand out to like, phys- uh, you know, physical copies. I yeah. think the next year will probably look like us making a, uh, probably an online merch store. Or we can things up in a limited quality quantity, and if someone is invested enough to purchase those things, we can definitely look at having them. Yeah. So, um, do you guys look back at all, like, and wish you had started working together sooner on music since it's been going so well? Um, Jay Jay's always been uh, dabbling with the music stuff. Um, I took a, a long hiatus from music just because uh, of just life things and and if it wasn't for jay actually reaching out to me to do that verse for his project i don't think i ever would have taken this step back into music um Mm -hmm. so i i give a lot of thanks and praise to jay for uh dragging my back dragging my ass back into this shit and even (laughs) that end it was really just you know timing for the most part and any other time in our lives it just it, it wouldn't have worked 
that just yeah. happened when it happened and it had to happen yeah happened. and the and the funny thing about that too is like back in like 2011 um me and jay had the idea to do this statues thing like statues was going to be me and him we had an idea to make an album even back then but um we got a couple songs done but uh nothing ever came of it you know i left to go and do my thing i got busy with life stuff and, and after high school we just kind of took off <laughs> yeah I, we got we got busy with life stuff and then once jay hit me up for that song he was making i was like hey man i was like you remember the the statues idea we had i'm like let's run with that shit so we we ended up meeting later that weekend and picking through beats and writing and and that's how set in stone came about that's cool that worked out <clears throat> yeah um so have you guys performed all the songs off of um the newest album yet valley days no, no, we have we haven't done any performances since then. Uh, we are talking to somebody about doing one in December for wh- wh- where was that at again? Underground Cafe. Un- Underground Cafe in the Twin Cities. So we're talking to somebody about doing that. Um, so we're trying we're trying to pick performances as we go. Uh, preferably, you know, ones that land within our our you know when we can do them as far as time wise. Yeah, I know it's tough to squeeze things in like uh, in your thirties and with a family and stuff. But is yeah. there any like open mics or regular? Or just places with regular shows you guys go to or know of close by? You know, I in, in the I, Twin I Cities the right now. still does them? Yeah, in the Twin Cities, as of right now, there's not. I feel like there's not a big. Not since COVID, there hasn't been a lot of places. Yeah, there's not a lot of hip-hop scene and stuff going on. There's like maybe less than a handful of places that you can do open mics and performances at. Um. But I feel like it's not as popping as it was when you we know, were in back high in the day. There was a scene kind of like in the U of M. Yeah, I I'm imagine ju- they still have a small scene. Yeah, but I, I just feel like the hip hop scene here is, uh, uh, to be honest, it's a little dry compared to other spots in the country. But we try to make do with what we can. I'm kind of surprised at that. I figured maybe it would have like um, I don't know, like a similar scene to like Detroit with just tons of underground rappers popping up everywhere. We're we're one of those cities where a lot of artists once they reach a certain point they have to go to another region to maintain their momentum yeah yeah i I feel like if you're trying to to pop in the in the hip-hop stuff in minneapolis it's it's very very difficult compared to some places maybe like you know chicago or or new york or you know somewhere out in atlanta or cali like they those areas have huge huge hip-hop um areas and and for some reason just minneapolis and st paul they don't they don't really have it like they do so it makes it harder for artists um to kind of come up and it also makes it all the more competitive yeah yeah it's funny actually like um being from new hampshire and i i just moved up to maine three years ago but um there's a lot of rappers and producers in new england but uh you know we'd say like in new hampshire we'd be like well you know like uh it, like if someone's like, yeah, I don't think I can make it being from New Hampshire. Like we'd bring up Minnesota as an example and be like, well, look at look at Rhyme Sayers and like Atmosphere. They're from Minnesota. Right. Yeah, and yep. they did it. You know. Yeah, yeah. The, those Rhyme Sayers cats, man, they're they're grinders. I mean, because I follow like Slug and and all those guys on on Facebook, and they're always touring. They're always they're always busy doing something. And you and you got to be to be from this area in order to get anywhere. You know, because you you don't have a lot of help here. Um, yeah. so when I see, when I see people like, uh, working like that, that are from here, it puts a smile on my face and it gives people like Jay and I hope that maybe one day we can make a living off this hip hop stuff. Cause that's, that's the ultimate goal is the ultimate goal is to be able to, is to right. be able to make a living doing what you love and hip hop is what we love. Yeah. 
So you mentioned um, when you guys mentioned Brother Ali, like seeing him around and um, really before he was famous. Yeah. Did you guys uh, know of Atmosphere like before they, they blew up or anything like that or anything like before their first couple albums? Actually, how, how I discovered actually when I first heard of Atmosphere, I didn't know it was Atmosphere um, until later. My stepbrother got me onto him. So I think the first time I heard of Atmosphere, the funny story about that is um, it was I was playing a Tony Hawk video game as a kid. <laughs> and then uh, the song Trying to Find a Balance was on the video game. And at the time, I didn't I didn't know that was Atmosphere, but I dug the song. And then like my stepbrother, who actually is responsible for a lot of my music taste, um, introduced me to uh, guys like Atmosphere and Brother Ali and Idea and Abilities and and those guys. And ever since then, I've just been huge fans. I still listen to all that music Idea. and that stuff. Idea. Yeah. Idea was a sick, yeah. sick freestyle rapper. I haven't rapper. heard that name in years. I know. You know Did you I, guys ever see him live or anything? No, I haven't gotten a chance to see Idea live, but I was I have been able to watch some of his old freestyle videos when he used because those guys used to travel around the country and do rap battles. Right. Uh, Brother Ali, Idea, Slug, and uh Idea was just a monster, man. All those guys were, but Idea was just somebody who was different. You forget we meet big Well that, that um rap Olympics that Eminem was in, like but right before he got famous, like a bunch of rhyme stairs guys were in that as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Um so do you guys listen to any newer music? Like, do you have time to listen to any new albums from the last few years? Is there any that you really like or anything? I've um, listened to one album in the last few years, and that was um, Dirk's last album. Little Dirk? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, man? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty picky. <laughs> as, as far as a lot of new artists, I, I like some of them. But a lot of the new music, I, I'm just not feeling. I like a lot of, like, underground and music like that but as far as like newer artists like like say out of the last three years is there any albums you've listened to like more than than any others you think actually if there was one album i had to say that i was listening to on repeat that's actually fairly new is uh naz's album king disease yeah well i love all all those projects with hit boy definitely yep king king disease three was a great album i loved it um I'm trying to think of what else I've been uh, consistently listening to lately. The only new albums I really ever check out are Eminem albums because I try not to listen to other artists too much because I will absorb. And next thing you know, I'll be in the studio making something and be like, crap, it sounds just like. I'm the same way too. I try not to listen to a lot because I don't want to be, I want to be motivated to do new music, but I don't want to be influenced to go in there and, and sound like somebody else. So we try not to sound like other people. Um <laughs> Do you guys you know, listen to your own music a lot? Like after it's finished, do you like do you drive around listening to it all the time? Usually I don't, to be honest, because I, I hate myself. You know it so well by then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've listened to it about four thousand times while mixing it. So I don't um this last album is the first album we've actually made where I'm like, I like this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like um I don't I don't listen to it right after we we release it because while we're mixing and recording it, we hear each song fucking a thousand times. But um, so after we release it, I didn't I didn't really listen to it for like the first couple of weeks. But um, after giving it some time to soak and settle, um, I've been consistently listening to Valley Days, and I'm we're, I'm proud of what we made. I usually hate our releases the second we push the button, and <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first release where I'm like. I don't want to go stick my head in the ground like an ostrich. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I got a couple more questions. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I was wondering, like, if, if there's anyone out there that hasn't heard you guys before, what song or, like, what couple songs would you recommend they check out first? Funk Around. Funk Around was a popular one that was on our first album. The Bank Job. Yep. Uh, Bring It Raw. Mm-hmm. And Underpaid. Set in okay. Stone ain't a bad one. Set in Stone. Yep, Set in Stone was a good one. Um, is there? Is it? Sorry about that. Yeah. Mm. Were you saying another one? That one on the Lotus DP that we. Oh, had. Um, foreign. Foreign. Yeah, yes. we we had a we had a song on foreign. Or I mean, on foreign. We had a song on our Lotus EP called Foreign, and that okay. was one that actually ended up getting a, a lot of traction. That's a song that me and Jay were, were particularly proud of because it's a storytelling song. Um, and not just story like lyrically what we did on that. That was really the track where I feel like productive production wise we kind of cracked the code yeah so that was really the one that set the formula that we used going into valley days foreign is the reason why valley days was be able to was able to be completed in eight months so that was yep. kind of like where you kind of um where it clicked and like you just realized like hey this is we're doing the right thing here and and this yeah. is what we need to do yeah um so is there anything you guys are really into outside of music or that you're really good at that's a talent of yours, like any any hidden skills that, that people might not know about? I'm actually an aspiring writer. Um, I'm working on the backbone, I guess the skeleton of a story right now that will end up being like a huge, sprawling sci-fi. So it's like a novel? Yeah. More, more a, a narrative universe, but it'll probably end up playing itself out as a novel, yeah. Okay. Um, as far as things, as far as stuff that I like to do that I, that I'm good at outside of music, I would say I'm good at lifting heavy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cause uh, some years back, I, well, cause I, I took, I took a break for now, but, um, I competed in strongman, strongman competition. So if you ever like watch like, uh, oh, ESPN, yeah. you see those guys lifting cars and Atlas stones and all that crazy shit. Um, I did that for about five years. So you um, like drag the cars or, or lifted a car partially? Yeah, everything that you've seen on TV is like stuff that we would do in events and things like that. Um, I started doing it like right around the time my daughter was born about five years ago. I got into that and was doing competitions around Minnesota and Wisconsin in the tri-state area um, training and, and doing stuff like that. I haven't done any competitions this year. I just took a break because my body needed it, man. I was waking up feeling like a freaking broken puzzle. So you were you eating like insane amounts of food to do that? Oh man, you know, leading up leading up to competition time, I was probably eating around about five thousand calories a day. He ate my food once, and I still haven't. So like three, before. so like three lunches. In yeah, addition dude, to breakfast and dinner. I'd have I'd have a second breakfast by fucking nine o'clock, you know, and it things like that too. See, like with strongman, at least when I was doing it in the in the um in the amateur circuit, is that because I'm a, I'm a big guy so i was always placed in the heavyweight division um but i was always going up against guys that would tower over me mm-hmm. and i ain't gonna front man i've gotten my ass kicked a few times in those competitions you know um but you gotta compete with the big boys so that consists of you know i was training you know four or five days a week uh, my grocery bill was freaking like 300 or more every time oh, I bet. yeah so um so it was eating it was training it was making sure i was recovering quickly doing crazy shit like cryo chambers sitting in negative 100 degree fucking wow. cold chambers yeah, and, and, and yeah. things like that so um 
Yeah, man. Uh, Strong man is something that I, I've been doing for a while. I'm probably oh, thinking about sure that so, Do you miss it at all? Um, I do, but I didn't completely give it up. So the thing is with that is I was competing in strongman, but I was also doing this music stuff and that was sucking up a lot of my free time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I got a wife and kid at home too. So I was always busy when I wasn't supposed to be busy. And my wife was like, look, you need to fucking pick one or the other. So, um, I wasn't making any money on strongman, but however, I have made a couple of dollars from my music. Yeah. So so this year I took a break from Strongman and focused completely on the music. Um, maybe next year I'll try to find some competitions and dabble back into it. Um, but as of now, I'm completely focused on the music stuff. Wow. So that's, that's cool. How much, um, how much would you say you've benched at the most? Just like off the top of your head, any idea? I think the most I was able to bench is probably about one rep of 415. Wow. Um, but bench, bench press, uh, that's not my strong point. Um, I would say an event that I was really good at was uh, Atlas Stones was one I was really good at. Um, anything to do with like farmer handles, farmer carries. Um, I'm trying to think. Sandbag tosses and stuff like that I was terrible at. But um, but anything it, like taking a large, like heavy weight and walking around with it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, like the farmer handles. Yeah, you have like a – they have like different styles of them. But what you're pretty much doing is holding, you know, something that's about 300 pounds in each hand and walking a certain distance with them. You know, I can't even tell you. I've had calluses so bad I can freaking scrape glass with it. Wow. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, strong man. That people think yeah, that's I'm cool. Wild for doing it, but I've like, definitely watched some of those ESPN um, competitions on there just because they they're so incredible. Like it's insane that people can do that stuff. You know what, man? What's crazy is that like I, those guys that you see in World Strongest Man have a dedication to that that I cannot fathom. Like. The weight that they lift, the food that they eat, those guys are eating ten thousand calories or more a day. I can't they even eat whole beers. I, man, <laughs> I'm talking. Well, like I heard like the uh, Mr. Olympia guys, like they eat like twenty eggs a day just for yeah. breakfast. Yeah, no, strong men will eat like five, six, seven meals a day. Squeeze them right out the chicken bag. Jeez. P- pretty much, yeah. <laughs> those guys' the grocery bills are probably like a thousand bucks a week. Yeah, I that that's so much. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's that's pretty incredible. So, um. Hopefully you get back to doing that uh, and can balance it out at some point. <clears throat> yeah. But I got one more question for you guys. But first, can you give any shout outs you might have and let people know where they can find you online? Yeah, um, you can find our music on anywhere, any streaming service that's available. Um, as far as like free services to find us, it would probably be YouTube. Um, as far as shout outs go, um, I'd love to give a shout out to Bizarre. Uh, for coming through and and doing what he did, he did a great job. Uh, Liquid Assassin, Eddie Kane. Um, I like to give a shout out to everybody who supported us throughout this because it's really hard to to break into this hip hop stuff when you don't have um, a lot of push. Like I said, we're doing everything ourselves, so I appreciate everybody who's uh, who's uh, spreading us out word of mouth. Shout out to the hitmakers. Shout out to the hitmakers for having those you know bomb beats that we were using. Um, yeah, man, everybody who's uh, supporting us and helping us grow, I can't thank you guys enough. Cause Shout out to Moms and Pops for giving us a place to, to set our roots down. and Yeah, and, and rattling the whole house hours on end. <laughs> you got any shout outs? Uh, uh, shout, shout out to everybody else in the house who we done woken up on a few occasions. <laughs> <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, the whole house is rattling. Boom, man. boom, boom. 
And you know what, man? Uh, Shout out to you, man, for having us uh, on on your podcast because, um, (coughs) you know, not a lot of people reach out the way you do. Oh, no problem. A lot of people. Yeah. Shout out to Bronson. I mean, he he reached out to me and um, I haven't talked to him very much, but, um, you know, we still keep in touch. And uh, he said, you got to talk to my friends and and check out some of their music. So it's all because of him that that we're doing this episode. So thanks a lot to Bronson. Shout out to Bronson, man. He's a good dude. I see him almost every weekend. And he always, yeah. asks, he always asks me how the music's going and how things are going. And Bronson's one of those people I feel that genuinely digs our music and he gives a shit. You know what I mean? So Yeah, he, he likes good music because um, when he was up in New Hampshire, I gave him a bunch of New Hampshire and, and New England CDs. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out everybody who's been rocking with us since Set in Stone. Everybody who's been loving the music since we dropped Funk Around and, and been supporting us. Just shout out to y'all for real. Yep. All right. So the way I like to finish the show is – um. If you had to pick your five favorite albums, what do you think they would be? Or maybe the five that you've bought the most or listened to the most times? Marshall Mathers LP. Okay. The Chronic 2001. Ooh, good one. Um, If I had to pick one Pac album, I'm going to go with All Eyes on Me. Mm. Jeopardy time. TikTok. I loved XXX Tentacion's question mark album. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh non-hip hop album, Prince Purple Rain. Ooh, good call. Okay. Um I would for me, I'd have to say, well, the, the Chronic 2001 is definitely on there. I actually still have that. CD in my car <laughs> right now. People don't even grab CDs, but I still got that fucking CD in my car. Um, Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001. Um, I'm just gonna list off. I, I'm gonna list off albums that played a big influence on me growing up. Okay. So that one, um, Tech Nine's album Ever Ready the Religion. That was an album that made me a Tech Nine fan. Was that album? Um, Little White's album The One and Only. That was actually an album that I had a physical copy of, and I probably burnt a hole in that goddamn thing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um, Jay's going to give me shit for this. Kid Rock's album, Devil Without a Cause. <laughs> so that was back when Kid Rock was was doing more hip-hop shit. Yeah, um, but I actually first heard of him as a DJ. Like, he was DJing yeah. on um, MTV Beach House or something. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Kid Rock's album, Devil Without a Cause. That's another one I have in the um, in the car right now. And, um, man, wow. I'd probably have that to. Means evil. How, about, how about a 90s album? Do you guys like any 90s classics at all? Or is oh, that, man. That's, is that's, that ahead of your time? Man. That's basically our formula is 90s shit. <laughs> A lot of people I talk to that are like uh, younger, like like uh, in their early twenties, I'll say like, "What do you consider old school?" And they all say, "Pretty much before Eminem." Oh wow! <laughs> Which is weird to me because you Those know I look at old kids. school as like I don't know maybe before '97 now, but yeah, I'd say anything before the deaths of Pac and Biggie. Yeah, um, it's changed after after so many years, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Nas is Illmatic. That's another one too that I, I still listen to to this day. I used to have this goddamn Harlem World album back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember none of the songs, but I listened to it enough that I it think was... actually, um, 
well, I don't know if it's on that one. One of the first two Mace albums, he's got a song with um, Big L and McGruff, I think. Mm. Oh, Big L was another one mm. that was a fucking lyrical murderer, dude. Yeah. Big L is a murderer. That dude, yeah. he, he was dope as shit. Um, yep. Yeah, I would say Nas' Illmatic is one I probably had listened to quite a bit from the 90s. Um, what was another one? One more. Big Willie style. Big Willie style. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. I still listen to a lot of like. I can't necessarily pinpoint an album, but I still listen to a lot of uh, E40 stuff from the nineties. I'm a big <laughs> E40 fan. Um, okay. A lot. Twista shit he was dropping around that time. Yeah, Twista. Yeah, E40. I still listen to a lot of his stuff from the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, Twista is another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, if you ever notice, a lot of mine and Jay's favorite rappers are probably old enough to be our dads. Yeah, well, I'm 43. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I listen to, a, well, mostly the, the music I listen to is like late 80s and 90s, like 95% of it. Like literally Pops used to go to school with Twister. He said he used to walk around the hallways reading a dictionary and shit. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as like 80s, I, I listen to some 80s hip hop. Um, but if there's anything from the 80s, man, I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of Minneapolis music stuff like Prince, mm-hmm. Alexander O'Neill, Morris Day in the time. Now, that, that's there's some bad. Motivation. I was a mm. 80s Michael Jackson fan. Yep, yep, yep. Huh. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out tonight. I'll let you get back to the recording and um, definitely keep me posted with everything. Maybe um, maybe in a year or something after this album is out, we can. Uh, we can revisit the podcast and, and see what you guys are up to at that point. If that yeah. sounds good. Great. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, man. We highly appreciate it. All right, guys. Good luck with everything. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. You Thank you, brother. Now. Thanks a lot. Take care. You as well. Peace. Peace The, 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 the Craig Crusher Podcast. Crusher.